What's going on, man? Oh, man. Just living the dream, living the dream. And uh, how are things for you? You were just saying in our, uh, our pre-show, which is always very exciting. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, for those of who don't know, you do a lot of refing. And uh, so you're everyone's favorite person on Friday nights. And uh, but some games are getting canceled and stuff like that. Or Yeah. So, you know what they say about referees? Every call you make makes about half the stadium happy and half the stadium really, really upset. So, <laughs> um, yeah, at any given moment, you are everyone's best friend and or half the people's best friend, half their enemy. So, um, yeah, you know how it is with high schools and schools and bodies of people right now oh absolutely we've had covid covid issues have come up in a couple of schools and everybody's getting trying to get geared up for playoffs so um everybody gets a little uh getting a little gun shy around not wanting to expose their players and staff to too many unnecessary uh points of exposure so yeah games are getting canceled and rescheduled and the rescheduled games getting canceled and then rescheduled so it's been kind of a crazy couple of days with alerts and emails and accepting games and all that jazz great I, fun I, I can imagine i bet so <laughs> i bet so but hey i'm glad you're here and i'm glad you're here i'm glad uh, we're all here talking about something very challenging you know we've been looking at parables and uh, you and i were talking uh, the other day about this what's what's ne necessary what's needed right now and uh forgiveness you know forgiveness and mercy but uh before we get into this uh, i guess um this this parable and uh, we'll pop this up here let's see it's the one positive thing so uh we want you, you know if you're watching you know name one positive thing or share with us a positive thing that has occurred in your life this past week and um we want some positivity you know we've heard enough negativity we've heard enough you know, oh, here's why life is terrible. The other day, I, I mean, I think it was this morning, I was looking on a Facebook group and someone said, share, you know, a great thing that's happened this year and then a not so great thing that's happened this year. And everyone's, you know, being positive and then saying, of course, you know, here are some things that have not been great this year. Then there's this one guy and uh, I'm sorry, I'm calling him out. I'm not going to say his name, but if you're watching, uh, I'm sorry. But uh, he, he commented, no, I'm not. He, he commented, there's not been one good thing I could say about this year. And I was like, well, hold on. <laughs> you got to, you know, think outside the box a little bit, man. I've not been able to leave the house. Yeah. That's been terrible when I couldn't leave the house for those few months, but I spent more time with my wife. I mean, that's a positive, you know, then again, I like reframing and uh, reframing <laughs> is, is, is very useful, but you know, we want you to name one positive thing that's incurred in your life this past uh, week. And I guess Josh, uh, you start. I guess would be would be fun, and you know I'll be I'll be thinking of one because I think I got a good one, and uh, well, I'm excited to share. So this is an exercise we have done uh, with our kids from the time they could speak at the dinner table. You know, it's like all right, you got to think back on the day, and you got to tell us something you did well and something you could have done better. Um, something good, something not so good. Uh, and look, there are some days that good thing is much more challenging to find than others. And, uh, you know, my youngest still struggles with that. It's like, look, it can be something as simple as I got to eat with my friends at lunch, you know, but there are something good that transpired 
It doesn't matter how bad things are. Um, I found uh, some Bingle Spice Tea, which is not always stocked at uh, at Walmart, but a little bit of hot tea, Bingle Spice. Uh, it's really good. You don't have to sweeten it because um, it already has a little bit of a sweet flavor to it. Um, so it's super easy. Drop the tea bag in and just hot water. Um, and so I was shopping yesterday and I was like, they have Bingle Spice. I bought like four boxes because it's also Heather's favorite um, hot tea to drink. Uh, oh, for, for you coffee folks out there, we do drink coffee as well. Um, but sometimes at night, you know, a good a cup of tea is a little better than a cup of uh, coffee for us. So <laughs> I got you. See, I don't do tea and uh, I'm not big on coffee. And those of you who know me will understand the truth to this statement. But no one wants me to have coffee. And um, I, I can remember someone saying, here, do you want a, a thing of coffee? And it was early in the morning and I was already, you know, just ready to go. And I just looked at the person and said, this is me without coffee. Are you sure you want me to have coffee? And they're like, no, I think we're good. You know, but, but I'll tell you something that's been really, ha you know, that I've really, you know, positive thing is uh, my wife and I. Um, got to uh, have an ultra, or I guess not I did, but my wife had an ultrasound appointment and um, we got to go see our, our baby. I almost said his name. We're not trying to say his name to anybody. I've already, it already slipped once to someone and uh, Catherine looked at me and she laughed. She, you know, so I'm glad she didn't, you know, stab me or something, but you know, we were all excited and uh, we were going to do the, the 3d ultrasound, but I'll tell you baby G he was just not cooperating and we were in, you know, it was a little upsetting because we wanted some good pictures of his face and, you know, this cute little thing. So you can compare the 3d ultrasound to the, the newborn because all the people <laughs> say, Oh, look, I can see this, the similarities. We just want that be part of that process. But for some reason, baby G uh, had his like whole hand in his mouth and his foot was like under his chin. I, I, I tried doing it when I got home to see like how comfortable it was. It's not comfortable. And um, Catherine was laughing at me as I'm rolling around on the floor. But uh, we're, we're, as you can see, um, we're excited about our yeah. day going to be here. And uh, so that's been positive. Every time I'll talk about how terrible 2020 is, Catherine will remind me that, um, well, well, you know, baby G's here. And right. uh, now he's due in January, so he can be a 2021 baby, which won't hurt my feelings. But, you know, he's here and he's he's alive. And he's kicking. And uh, so that's been positive. So, yeah. you know, there, there's a there's I think there's a real importance for us to to be able to look and see um, all of the positive things that go on in our lives. Um there is, there is so much positivity that is in the world. There is so much positivity that is going on, even in your very own life. Um, we just have to be better at recognizing it and calling it out because Absolutely. we do get so focused on, uh, on, on the bad and the negative, the, the times where we fail, where we fall short. Um, and so whether it is something as, you know, life changing as, you know, seeing your baby really for the first time, or something as moment changing as finding Bingle Spice Tea on the shelf. Ab a life changing. Um, 
Absolutely life changing, Josh. Moment changing. Let's go with that. <laughs> Moment changing. Um, but from the little to the big, to learn to to celebrate those things and and to really live in, in those things that are transpiring, because it helps shape kind of exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Is this attitude, this heart of of mercy? Uh, yeah, when we're able to see those things. So. And uh, and we have a comment here. It's not showing up on um, on our stream here on our end, most likely because I think it was on on one of my shares on my personal page. Hmm. It's from uh, one of my elementary school teachers and uh, I think she taught English. I could be wrong on that for like, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, man. <laughs> Fifth grade. I don't remember. Oh, man. It's been a while. But uh, she said, here's a positive. Um, my hubby and father-in-law got to spend some time together solving a challenging problem that stranded them in a small town eight hours away from home. She said their truck broke down, but a willing friend is going to rescue them tomorrow. Some more time is being given to them to build relationships. Sometimes the bad events create good events. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like that. Sometimes bad events create good events. And uh, yeah, all about all, finding the positive. It really all becomes about your perspective, right? Um, Absolutely. About your ability to to see those things, and and to look for you know wh what can I use to build on this in the moment? Yikes! My yeah, sound was on on that video <laughs> rolling over here. Well, um, you know, I I like to say you know while people are arguing whether the glass is half full or half empty, I'm just going to drink it. <laughs> you know, like, why you, who are you? I'm just going to drink. I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you, it's, you know, oh, is that, you know, just give me some nice, you know, lemonade. And uh, while you two argue about whether or not we need more lemonade or not, I'm going to finish it. And then I'll complain about it being gone. But that's a whole new argument, a whole new discussion. Right. <laughs> and you know, so if you uh, if you know these uh, conversions, you can kind of ro roll through them here because I was trying to remember what the difference was in a talent and a denarii. But uh, you know, so in our our parable for for today, we're coming into Matthew eighteen. Um, it's a, the parable of the unforgiving servant, um, and you have this servant that is brought before the master. He has a debt of 10,000 talents um, and he can't pay it. So he says, sell his wife, sell his children. So he had to repay and put him in prison until we get the money. Uh, the, the slave falls on his face and begs him for, uh, doesn't really beg him for forgiveness even, just begs him for time uh, to pay off the debt. He said, I'll pay back everything. And so the master forgives his debt completely and sends him home. And on his way out of the court, he finds a fellow slave who owes him a hundred denarii, which is still a lot of money, but it is nothing in comparison to the 10,000 talents that he owed the master. Yeah. And he has the slave beaten, flogged, and put in prison because he can't pay him back. And all of the other fellow slaves hear about this. They go report him to the master, and the master says, I forgave you your debt. And then you went out and you didn't forgive someone who, who owed you money. Um, I take back my forgiveness. You're being thrown in prison. Um, and then Jesus says, this is the same. Um, so my heavenly father will also do if each of you does not forgive his brother from his heart. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and so that's kind of the the, the basis, the foundation of, of the parable that we're going to be talking about some today. Um, and, and I looked up those figures for you, Josh. Thank you. And um, I did. And um, according to my footnote, um, a talent is the equivalent of a 20 year wage for a laborer. A 20-year wage. wage. So we're talking about 10,000 times 20. Uh, So is that 200,000 if I'm doing my math correctly? So uh, that's quite a bit of... Yeah, that's correct, right? Yeah, it's quite a bit of of, of wages. And a denarii, a denarius, is is a day lay, a day wage. So he owed him, what, 100 days? So we're talking about a third of a year salary. So, you know, the, the average, you know, let's just say in the United States, the average household income, not individual income, household income is about 55 grand. So, so this guy owes about, you know, let's say 14 grand, mm-hmm. you know, give or take a, a thousand. And um, did I do my math correctly there? I did my math yeah, way off the math. Six, more, more like 16, I think. But still, um, you know what? It's going to bother me. Let's do this real quick. <laughs> it is going to bother me. Um, 18 grand. I'm sorry. Terrible math there. But, but then if you do 55,000, what times what 20? 20 times how much was it? 10,000? Yes. Right. I don't even want to know. It's unpayable. You can't pay it back. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And so his first, and that's something that we'll come into as we're discussing this. But his debt was not payable. It was not happening. The other one, yeah. I mean, my student loans were more than that. Or or, I should say our student loans were more than that. You know, know, we we spend more on that on a vehicle. You know, but this guy, he owed more than a house. You know, he he owed more than, you know, if I did my math correct, he owed more than our national debt. You know, I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I had 1.1 with an exponent of 10. So I don't know 1. what that 1. is. 1 with 10 zeros after it. That's a, just a lot of zeros. Uh, it's a hefty sum. Uh, so it's but, not quite more than national debt, but it's it's up there. It's, it's close. It's, about, it's close, yeah. We, we kind of get mixed up in in the numbers though especially the way they're they're held here because you have a comparison of 10,000 to a hundred and it's a huge comparison but the but the truth is for this slave um, the money that he was owed by the other slave or servant for a slave is life-changing money I mean I mean I can't imagine just walking out and forgiving a Four month debt. I mean, if you owe yeah. me four months of my salary, number one, I can't imagine loaning someone enough money to accumulate to that amount, or or whatever transpired. Maybe he sold something, and that's what it was. Who knows? But um, I don't know that I would ever really be in a position to just say, "Hey, you know what? I know you owe me the amount of money that I could make in a year." Yeah, I've been forgiven a lot. I forgive it. Uh, you know, so. I think that's something um, is we just kind of look at some things that kind of hit you from the beginning. That's something I don't think that I've ever really um, appreciated enough about the situation that this servant was in. 
Um, it's not like he owed him 10 bucks or even a hundred dollars or even um, a thousand <laughs> or even a thousand dollars. Um, this is a hundred days wage yeah. that he owed him. That is a substantial amount of money, particularly for someone who is not, um, wealthy. Uh, and so the, we give this servant a hard time uh, because we see the comparison. And I'm not saying that he needs to be kind of relinquish a responsibility, but we do need to acknowledge that what Jesus is requiring of his people is not to go out and forgive that little penny any stuff that, that really just kind of grates on your nerves. Um, He's not saying just, oh, just be a forgiving person. And when someone just tells you a little white lie, forgive it. If someone steps on your toe, forgive it. He's saying this man was owed a third of a year's salary. And he's and I'm gonna, the father's going to treat you the same way if you don't forgive your brothers. Um, This is a big ask. This is a big ask of Jesus, especially on the heels of what it comes from with Peter asking that question, right? Absolutely. And and I think it, it's 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 noteworthy in my opinion to notice. I don't think it was about him not you know him not going out and saying, "Oh, I've been forgiven, so I'm going to go and say, hey, you don't have to pay me back.'" The difference was he went and found that man and said, "You know what? You still owe me, but I'm angry enough right now that I'm just going to put you in jail. You know, mm -hmm. you've defaulted too much now. You know, it, it could have been, hey." I'm going to give you more patience and more time to pay it back and, and that mercy to, to repay him that. I think we don't see that either. You know, what we see is he, what it's even said, if I remember correctly, he goes to him and says, yeah, it is. He seized him and began to choke him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, where, where'd that violence come from? You've just been forgiven, and I did tally it up when I turned my phone sideways. Eleven billion dollars, you know, of today's money, if for a household income. So you've been forgiven eleven billion dollars, and someone owes you like eighteen thousand, and you're going to go to him and choke him to death, almost, and say, "You need to pay me now." That's uh, I can't imagine that, but I can. Because I've been forgiven a good deal by God, and someone might say a mean joke or may gossip about me, and I say, I will never forgive that person. Or I can't believe they did that, and we hold grudges. Uh, that grudge is 18 grand, and our sin is 11 billion. Yeah, so I... You know, and I think there really is this this posture of of this servant is what really is at issue. Um, maybe a little bit of self righteousness that comes in because you know if you if you look here, Peter comes to Jesus, and I don't really know what answer he was expecting Jesus to give, <laughs> right? And, and some a lot of times I can see like when the when the rich young man comes to Jesus and asks a question, I get what he's after. Right, he's looking for that attaboy because he's kept the law, um, he's been righteous, and, you know, so you can kind of see what they're after. Peter comes to Jesus, and I'm not really sure why he's poking the bear with this question about forgiveness. Um, maybe it comes from a conversation he's been having with some of the other apostles or followers, but I don't know. Yeah, but he comes and he goes, "Hey Jesus, I forgive my brother seven times. You're cool with that, right?" Kind of a thing, you know. 
um, thinking that he is giving this great sacrifice by forgiving his brother seven times. Um, and Jesus says, no, seven times, 77 times, 70 mm -hmm. times, seven times, depending on which recount you want. You think seven is a lot, ex exponentially more. And then he tells this parable. Um, I remember when uh, I had left uh, Oklahoma Christian, I had a debt on my Oklahoma Christian school account. Heather could probably tell you how big it was, and it's not important, but what it, the important thing was I couldn't pay it. And it's just accruing interest. We weren't really making any money at all as, as little newlyweds. And I remember um, Chris Colson, he was one of the financial guys there at Oklahoma Christian. He called me up and he said, listen, man, um, you know, you have to pay this back. I said, yeah, I do. I said, I just don't, I don't even know where to start. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, if you will pay me $50 a month, $50 a month, I will back out all of the interest that it accrues monthly. So as long as I get a check from you for $50 by this date every month, any interest that accrues, I'll back out. And that's a big deal. It is a big deal, you know, because it was it was several thousand dollars. Um, and you know, what if what if this servant had gone to his guy and said, look, I've been showing a lot of mercy. I really can't give up 18 grand. But I tell you what, if you can just start paying me back a dollar at a time. Um, I've been shown mercy and I'm going to show you mercy as well. I can't show you the kind of mercy the king has showed me, but I can still show you mercy. Um, in, yeah. Even in demanding, you know, what is coming my way. Um, yeah, that's the posture I see as as a kind of the point of focus here. So yeah, and and it's and to me it's always stood out as uh, he threw him in jail until he could pay it back. Um, he's in jail. He can't work. <laughs> uh, I, that's never made any sense to me. And then while doing in you know some research on you know why you know I've asked the same question. Why did Peter even ask about? Well, I forgave seven times. And um, I've seen some people who say at that time there was a, a teaching that rabbis would teach that forgiving three times was or more than three times was unnecessary. And they would cite times like Amos where God forgave three times and then mm -hmm. said, no more, you're destroyed. So Peter's saying seven, Peter's trying to look better, right? Just mm -hmm. like Peter always does. Oh, look, I I'm going over you know, and beyond what, you know, you're supposed to be doing. Aren't I great, Jesus? So I think it may, you know, from those perspective, especially knowing Peter's kind of, I guess, personality, he's basically wanting Jesus to pat him on the back and saying, good job, Peter. You know, you've went, you've, you've gone on, you've, you've gone over and beyond what's necessary, but Jesus saw through and, and just like he does for us, he went, basically said, there's really no limit what you should forgive and yeah. that's hard that's hard because there's some things i don't want people to for you know i don't want to think about it well and forgiveness is difficult i mean it's challenging yeah um and i agree with uh you know with your dad here um and it's not just in in the lord's in the lord's prayer when he says forgive us as we've forgiven others but 
Um, you know, when, when Jesus talks about judgment and with grace, with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Um, much of this transpires, even in this parable, comes out of because you have been shown mercy. You should show mercy because you've been forgiven. You should be uh, forgiving. And it's, um, it is challenging, but, but forgiveness is tough, man. Uh, forgiveness is tough on the little things. Yeah. Um, it's really tough with the big things, you know? Um, you have thoughts on, on what makes it so challenging for us to yeah. just forgive people? I, I'll just say selfishness. Uh, uh, and, and I've been thinking, you know, why is forgiveness so hard? Because um, we like to be forgiven. You know, because when we do something bad, we're like, oh, man, give me another chance. Oh, I'm sorry. But when someone wrongs me, I seem to all that kind of patience seems to go away. All that. Oh, this person, you know, we don't put ourselves in other people's shoes. And because how dare they wrong me? And mm -hmm. we all, like you said, we, we were pretty hot. We're pretty tough on this servant. You know, when I read it, I get angry. And I go, I can't believe he would do that. How in the world could he do that? And then I think of, and then it, and then it hits me and I go, but when I still think about, you know, a certain, you know, hurt in my past or a certain event and I don't, and I go, <clears throat> and I have that feeling of, uh, and that almost like anger. Have I truly forgiven yet? Have I let it go? Have I forgiven that debt? You know, just like God does, you know, I think we've get in and I hope you don't chase this rabbit too far, but I think we're, we get confused <laughs> when we say, God, you know, for, you know, forgive and forget. God doesn't forget. Okay. And uh, that's not what that verse is talking about when it says he'll remember our sins no more. Uh, he just doesn't call them to recollection, right? He doesn't dwell on those thoughts. You know, it's not like, oh, God's forgetful. And he'll say, what are you talking about? I don't know what sin you're talking about. No, he knows exactly what it is. He just, you know, just like when someone comes up to us and says, after we've already forgiven them, like say something we have forgiven somebody. And they come up to us and say, man, I'm really sorry about that again. And our response is, dude, if, you know, I wasn't even thinking about it. Now that you brought it up again. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I had forgotten about it we, kind of, we actually no longer remembered you know forgotten truly no we just have now chosen it's not a big deal anymore it's not mm -hmm. worth me thinking about it we don't do that with things that are important to us or things that really hurt us because it's so painful and we like to feel those scars and say man and talk about them man this this you know look at this scar that's <laughs> from you know when that person called me a mean word and, uh, oh, man, we start comparing scars that obviously aren't physical. In the, maybe they are physical. And, you know, that's a sin, too, obviously. But we, we like to – it's just so much harder for us to say, you know what? I'm no longer going to dwell on this because we like – I mean, like your, the first question, we like to dwell on negative things Yeah, because it makes it feel better in some way, some strange, twisted way. Well, I think I think there is um, something instinctive about the human psyche um, that, for some reason, when things don't go well, 
we want to believe that someone's out to get us. Like when something bad happens, if it's something someone has done, that it is some kind of personal attack. Uh, when people disagree with us in one form or another, um, we take it very intensely personally. Um, that we've we've lost the ability to just be in different places at different times and for different reasons. And so because we take things so very personally, um, we're not good at at removing error from from that equation, you know. Uh, and, and I even, you know, and I give, you know, I give my wife a hard time about it sometimes, but, you know, I'll do something. She'll go, ow, that hurt. And I'll say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt you. She'll go, yeah, but you did this. And I was like, look, I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. And she goes, I know, but it still hurts. You know? <laughs> and, and, but so you have that interaction, which on a small scale just brings to light this, um, the hurt, um, the, the negativity, the, the failure just screams at us um and so that's why we, we kind of began this this episode with pick something positive and begin to focus on those positive things because the more i'm able to see the grace and mercy of god working in my life uh, the more inspired hopefully i am to make sure i am a source of that grace and that mercy to others um Absolutely. and it's just and 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 we haven't even gotten into some some of the the trust issues that come from when we've been hurt. That somehow we have this idea that forgiving someone means I absolve them of consequences, and uh, you know that's not a fair assessment either. Because I can be forgiven of something, but there's still consequences of it. Um, Absolutely, it's not the same as, as the way you know God forgives. There's consequences, but Christ already paid the consequences for our sins. Ultimately, here, if I do something um, that has cost uh, trust between my wife and myself, or friends and myself, or my church and myself, I may receive forgiveness from that, but that doesn't mean that there aren't still consequences to pay. Definitely. Um, and sometimes I think we get in our mind that forgiveness is an absolution of consequences. And, and I think that's one thing that makes it difficult. I think so. And uh, talking about that human psyche, and it's semi-related, but it can help us start to be more positive, which I think will help us to not be so negative, which will help us to be more forgiving. You can see it, it's all related, um, but uh, and I need to start using this again, but I have a, a little planner called a, the, the Panda <laughs> Planner. And uh, I'm like, what's up with the pandas? And, uh, but it's super cool. And uh, it's really, I think, basically a quarter calendar, uh, the mm. way that you, so it's, it's not, you know, it might cost a little bit more than your typical stuff, but it's more of a pro productivity calendar or planner. And they have like a section for your month, another section for your, your weekly stuff, and a section for your daily stuff. Mm -hmm. And on the daily stuff, your every day, it wants you to list three things I'm grateful for. And then three things I'm excited about. And then underneath that, an affirmation. And that one feels weird. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you know, it's, it's self-affirmation. I'm you good know, enough. It, I'm smart enough. It, and doggone yeah. it, people like me. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it, it feels weird. But then you have your focus, your other stuff, then your priorities, your schedule. But then at the end of the day, 
what were three wins today? Mm-hmm. What were three wins? And then what are three things that I'll do better tomorrow? So then tomorrow you start all over again. What am I grateful for today? Or what am I going to be grateful for today? You know, what am I excited about? And then some of those things, when we're doing that, I noticed I was more productive. I was happier. You know, maybe one of these things could be, hey, how will I improve? Man, I didn't react too well to this person. You know, if I bet if you ask this servant, hey, how are you going to do better today? What was today's wins? Man, I was forgiven. How you improve? Oh, man. I, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. But then, you know, once you talk, oh, man, when you th- if you asked him at the end of the day, what was the best thing that happened to you today? Would he say, man, I got my 18 grand back? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would say, man, I don't have to pay that back anymore. And then, OK, well, you know, what do you need to do better at? He he might think, oh, man, you know, my fellow servants in jail now and our Actually, I'm in jail now. <laughs> right. And uh, I, what happened to the servant he wanted to throw in prison? Uh, me, I, I hope, I hope, it, I hope the other guy, you know, who had obviously a ton of money, said, you know what? I'll pay that 18 grand. I just forgave 11 billion. What's 18 grand? And uh, I'll get him out. Now, we don't see that. But, you know, that's what, you know, I would like to have seen. Yeah, but but I think it's it's hard. I mean, why is forgiveness so hard? Because we don't like to be in pain, and we want people to feel our pain. I think that's a lot to do with it. I want they made me feel this way, and I want them to know what it feels like. Well, I don't want anyone to feel what I'm feeling like. Mm -hmm. You know, And, and I think that's the part of us that has to look at them as a soul, right, and as a person. When we're hurt, we tend to, to lose the humanity. We tend to lose the, the realness of, you know, we're all people. And I've done some pretty mean stuff before. And yeah. uh, they just did it to me. I've done it to other people, but, but they did it to me. So that makes them worse, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, and, and it makes these stories of what we consider radical forgiveness so remarkable. Um. I was watching a story on a, a man and a woman whose only daughter uh, was killed by a drunk driver. Um, she was 16 years old. The guy who was driving was like 23 or 24. Um, and uh, when they showed up at his hearing and they stood behind him, um, you know, they didn't call for him to get the book thrown at him. Um, the judge gave him his sentence. Um, he served it. That man and that woman went and visited him in in uh, in prison. Uh, they they cared for him, and when he got out of prison, he went and he lived with them while he got his life back in order. Um, and they became. I mean, I'm just thinking this is the man that just took your daughter's life because of a decision that he made. But what they recognized is our daughter is already gone, and hating this man for what he did is not going to bring her back and it's not going to make the pain of her loss any easier. Um, and they said what they wanted to do was they wanted to be sure that our daughter didn't die in vain. And if our daughter had to give her life, a, a new life was going to be born in her place. Um, and they dedicated their life to make sure that this man got a new life. Um, 
and uh, they celebrate holidays together. They they come over for for special events, and this man has basically become like a like a son to them. And I, awesome. I listen to that, and I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, how come that story doesn't make the headlines like all of the other garbage that we that we see and read? Um, you know, to realize that what great healing comes. Not only from being forgiven, um, but from showing mercy and showing forgiveness. He still served his time. Um, he still had to pay his his penance to the courts. He still had to go through rehabilitation treatments. There are still things that he will live with for the rest of his life. He will register as a felon. He'll have a hard time getting a job um, because of the things that he's done. Um, yeah. But the power and the restoration that comes from the ability to forgive um, there's no greater way of demonstrating the love and the mercy of God than, than being forgiving people. So and I can remember, and it's not, it's not nearly as, I guess, I mean, I guess it is just as impactful, but um, when I was in South Carolina, there was a member there, you know, he was already there when I got there and uh, I don't Daryl. I don't, I'm as bad that I don't know his real name, but uh, we just called him brick. And, uh, so that's, I mean, literally he's, he might, he's in my phone as brick and, uh, that's what we go by. But, um, he had been every religion under the sun, including, you know, Muslim at some point, but, uh, he was the, um, you know, there, I mean, a lot of people don't know this and if they do, they choose to ignore it. Uh, there's two different sects of, of the Muslim belief and, uh, some that believe in certain afterlife things and some that are more radical than others. He was more of your what you hear about being the peaceful, you know, mm -hmm. belief. And uh, he was all about that. But at the same time, he was also at one point in a gang and uh, he would tell some stories sometimes and be like, I just want you to know. And uh, I've done this, this and this. And I'm like, I don't need to know. You know, uh, I mean, I, I don't need to know some of the, the stuff you did while you were in. He goes, man, I held this kind of gun and and this is my job. And I was like, man, I, I appreciate you wanting to share this with me, but um, I'm just glad you're not in that life anymore. Mm -hmm. But watching his life change and him wanting to do all these studies, you know, day, several days a week coming to the building saying, what's the new study you got for me? And I'm like, um, I think we're, I, you know, you want to do all these correspondence courses. And I was like, dude, I, I think you've done them all. This file cabinet, you've done every single thing in this file, whole file cabinet. Well, can we order some more? And I'm like, we can sit down and study. I mean, it was just watching, you know, someone where from the stories I heard, I didn't know him before. But talk about finding, you know, it hard to find a job. It was hard for him to find a job. But mm -hmm. he didn't care. He was just happy that he was, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to live for the Lord now. Why don't those kind of stories? Right. Why aren't those the stories we share? You know, if you walk, if he were to walk into a building, you might get a little nervous. I mean, I'll be honest, but why? Well, because it's hard for us to have forgiveness. It's hard for us to say, you know what? God, you know, God can change all the lives. I mean, think about Paul. The disciples were terrified of him mm -hmm. and it took a Barnabas to say what? No, dude. Oh, hey, no, he was. He's been preaching over there in Damascus. He's the real deal. Well, what about Ananias when uh, 
you know, he's coming <laughs> off the road of Damascus and God says, Hey, I want you to go find Saul and take him into your home. Like, I don't know if you know this or not, God, but that guy's killing Christians. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've made a mistake, God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he says, Nope, he's going to be a tool for my kingdom. Um, and it takes some stuff. You got any, uh, got any, I was gonna say, you got any final thoughts before we, uh, running short on time. So we got to, I, yeah, I do. I think it's one of the things you have listed here as uh, one of the last bullet points that kind of brings this to a close that the father is always in search of lost things. You know, those who, and, and that includes us, you know, that includes everyone, you know, and we should be like the father in search mm -hmm. of lost things, lost people, lost souls, but also forgiveness. When forgiveness is lost, when forgiveness and mercy are lost to our society, well, let's just look around and look at the news. Uh, there you go. You know, and we ask, well, how did it get this bad? Well, because we didn't do anything about it beforehand. And yep. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and I would just say, make it, make it your daily goal to seek out the mercies of God. Um. A friend of mine, you know, would he would always pray, um, thank you, God, um, for the grace that you've given me for today. Um, you know, waking up is a gift of your grace. And I've started using that in my in my personal prayers and even in my public prayers as just a reminder um, that so you can't think of anything good that happened. You're awake, you're breathing. You've been given grace to live today. So, you know, going back to just that that root core of God's grace every day is a grace of God. Um, and to live life that is just constantly in pursuit of recognizing those things. Because when I recognize those things, I'm more likely to, in turn, uh, be a giver of those things. A giver of life instead of a, a, a consumer. So... Um, it's good. It's challenging. Um, it's difficult, but uh, it's a good parable to to revisit and think about. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I guess we'll wrap up. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you're joining with us live, we love you. If not, you're dead to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we're glad you're watching after the fact. Uh, click a like, share this video. Go do all that good stuff. Um, I would say subscribe, but um, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the Ministry League. Um, these videos are brought to you by the Ministry League. Um, we got all kinds of new things happening. I think we're up to, I don't know, 16 to 18 podcasts now. It's all kinds of stuff. And uh, we're growing, growing network. If you haven't downloaded the app, it's on iOS and Android devices. Just search for Ministry League. And we're at Ministry League, I believe, or is it at the Ministry League? Oh, no, I should know these things. And uh, this is really bad, Josh. And, it is. Uh, it we'll, is. We'll, we'll find and, out right now. And I don't know how to rescue you. I will say nope, while you're finding that out that uh, Crossways is on um, uh, podcasts. It's in the Google Play Store. Um, it's in Spotify. So everywhere you listen to podcasts, if Facebook Live isn't your jam, uh, you can find them in any of those uh, podcast stores as well. So Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is at Ministry League on instagram twitter facebook all that good stuff and uh so be looking for us and like josh said we're everywhere 
All anywhere you listen to a podcast, you'll find us there. I felt like doing that big epic thing from the movie. I'll be there. But um, you guys have a great day. We'll see you later.